Welcome to Fort Worth Camera, deep in the heart of Fort Worth, Texas, and we're back. We took a small hiatus for the Fort Worth Photo Fest, the 2018 Fort Worth Photo Fest, and I'm happy to report it was pretty darn successful. We had a lot of good events, almost 50 of them, and uh, if you want a, a recap of the, the Photo Fest or even sneak previews of the 2019 Fort Worth Photo Fest, all you got to do is go on your favorite uh, social media outlet, be it Facebook or Instagram or whatever, and enter in the hashtag FWPhoto with an F, Fest with an F. Again, that's FWPhotoFest or FWCamera. That works too. You can also search for images shot by our guest today, Eric Estes. Eric, where would someone go to first off see your images on Instagram? I believe that you go to eestes005. That's my handle on Instagram where I post all of my pictures now. Your uh, your lovely wife is uh, on the outside of our our fabulous studio window uh, filming us right now, probably for Snapchat or whatever. I typically can't take a nap or do anything. Snapchat. Yeah, no, that's no good. No. So someone's going to be able to find your images on Instagram. No Facebook or just only Instagram? Only Instagram. Okay, so E-S-S-E-E-S-T-E-S-005. E -E -S -E -S I'm on there right now uh, looking through your your catalog, your Instagram catalog, and they're fabulous, beautiful models. One of them happens to be in the studio right now. We'll, we'll get to her later. But pulling from my notes, I wanted to talk to you about include questions like, first off, what's your day gig? Because you're not a true working professional photographer. No, I'm a working professional. Um, I'm a petroleum engineer. <laughs> I uh, I went to college for petroleum engineering, and I work for a a local oil and gas and a global oil and gas company here. So I drill oil wells, fix gas wells, stuff like that. Cool. So I guess the, th the theme of this discussion I wanted to probably end up typing down when it goes to iTunes or iCloud is how to define, because you kind of define a lot of tradition. You, you definitely define a lot of trends going on right now, and I'm talking way beyond just it's all digital. I'm also talking about being beyond the trend of film right now because there's a renaissance of film shooting right now, but you walk both lines. You are on both sides of the fence and then some. So you are an enthusiast. You are a hobbyist. Can we define those two terms? I believe an enthusiast is easily defined as someone who really likes to take pictures or process film or, or work with an image to make it a final image and just in order to do that effectively you have to really get a lot of different equipment and moods and whatever you're feeling at the time whatever your mood is if you want to get a quick result if you want to really craft a result that's what's going to lend you to picking either digital or not as an enthusiast i can't define the difference between an enthusiast and a hobbyist it's somebody doing something just for the love of it Maybe an enthusiast spends a little bit more money than a hobbyist. Yeah, I think we're going to lean towards... The, the answer today is enthusiast. That's our magic word of the day. We need to come up with a magic word for all of these podcasts and like someone will honk a horn in the background or something. Like Pee-wee's Playhouse. But enthusiast is official. That's our word of the day. So back to the gear. You shoot a lot of different gear. And it sounds kind of like a very lame question. But in your case... You've, you have some pretty exotic gear that you're using. You're using Leicas, Hasselblads, Phase 1s, Canon, and your view camera. Tell me about your view. 
Huh? An ebony view camera. Yeah. I don't believe they make them anymore, but uh, that view camera was handmade in Japan. It's made of ebony, Madagascar, ebony hardwood, and titanium. It's a field camera. It's very light. It's very portable, but it's also very rigid. Um, it's a beautiful piece of equipment, and, and it offers me you know, kind of a wide variety of lenses I can use that are very sharp. Some of them are very uh, inexpensive. Some of them are very expensive. But the depth of field that you can get from using such large formats like the Ebony uh, is very appealing uh, to me. And that's why I gravitate towards it. Start using those larger films, the larger color films. They have really pleasing tones that I just don't see being able to easily replicate when we start using things like digital cameras. Okay. Yeah. So let's riff on that for a moment. Our first podcast is with one of our other forward camera ambassadors, like you are, and he he was um, Brandon Cunningham, and he used a word when describing, and it's tough to put into words the effect that these lenses or cameras give you because it's tough to define. But he used the words transparent or transparency when you're shooting with Zeiss lenses. So, is there are there terms you can use when shooting not just film, but either medium or large format film that comes from these cameras and lenses. Yeah, the word I'd use is it's a very organic look. Okay. It's something that you can't replicate. Um, a piano sounds a certain way that a keyboard can't sound like. Um, a tube amp sounds a certain way that a solid-state amplifier can't sound like. Um, a lot of this stuff we gravitate towards because of the process or the warmth or the feel or, or something that, that's almost intangible about it. And for film, it's that organic look and feel that the colors, the texture, and the image gives. Okay, well, the argument is this. Someone's going to say, well, I go through the setup of setting a big tripod, finding your scene, getting at the right time of day, when I can, of course, make all that look like it was filmed for my digital camera. And what I do you say to someone like about that? Well, I think that's perfectly okay. Uh, if you're going for a look or an aesthetic, I really don't care how you get it. Um, if you hit a 300-yard drive in a golf course and it goes two feet above the ground, it's still a 300-yard drive. It's just ugly. Well, then why do it? Then why, why shoot film then? I believe some of us, for me, being an enthusiast, is I like the process. I like slowing down, setting the tripod up, you know, setting the scene, and, and having a little bit of the unknown is I don't know what I'm going to get at the very end. I don't need the instant gratification. I don't need to be paid for the images that I make. So if I mess up or I don't get something right, it's okay. It's not going to kill my career, but I will learn something along the way through that process. And then working with film and being a little bit more deliberate about what you're shooting and why you're shooting it, it can really play into, well, when you're shooting digital, you can go take 300 pictures and get a 10% hit rate. Or if you're really deliberate, you can go take 300 pictures and get a 75% hit rate. It just really helps develop your process and what you're doing, you know. Ah, two good photographic puns, develop and process. Well, the last time I saw you shoot a film camera was at our, our, all of us, uh, event at the Fort Worth Photo Fest, Roller Boogie. That was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. I wish I could have stayed for the whole thing, but gosh, how many people were there? Upwards of 50, yeah. 50. And we were joined by Ellen Chrome Lights. And the, the kind folks at Rollerland West on Calmont Avenue, Fort Worth, um, we found the, the grooviest roller rink we could find and two very groovy models who dressed up equally groovy. 
and got amazing images. And I'm I'm gonna say that if you're listening to this right now, go to Eric's um, Instagram page at esdis005 and see awesome images, or just type in the the hashtag fwphotofest. Um, you shot positives or slide film from that? No. No, actually, I, I used a, a cinema film, Cinestill, and it's Thank a, you. It's a it's a tungsten balanced film, so mm. it's going to have a blue hue to it. Um, just trying it out for the first time, I'd never never used that type of film. I was shooting it in a Hasselblad, so one twenty format for it. Uh, the reason I did that because I, you know, with your tungsten balance and blue hues, I was going to really try to play on some of the colors that was in the light at the roller rink. Um, a lot of times when we're shooting in color, um, or when we when we use film, or I use films that have color, I'm using that as my contrast, color contrast. So if you were to shoot the same stuff in black and white, it'd look very flat. Sure. I love colored light, and I love trying to be able to capture that. And there's all kinds of color light that, I mean, from the reflection of just purple carpet, weird-looking, you know, roller rink colors, and then the gelled lights, gelled uh, continuous lights in addition to the strobes. I mean, and that's something that's important when you're using strobes and such is, um, I, yeah, I believe Dan Winters said it. Um, I believe Joe McNally's kind of said that yep. too, um, is all light is not white. Um, if you look around the room, there's several different colors and, and it really does bring a more organic, natural feel to using flash. I think there's some masters out there, um, that make flash look like natural light. And I think that's a true skill, um, that, that that not everybody can possess. And it's something that I'm always trying to obtain. And I can't say that I've quite mastered that yet, but it's something to work for. Well, I do. I will say this. As I'm looking through your images, you have flash or strobe photography that looks equally good as your natural light photography. I mean, you're doing a good job. For, you know, if you don't mind me saying, giving you a compliment, your, your photography is really good and very... Um, very Rembrandtish. You've got good light. How much art did you actually study? Because it looks like you did. A lot of this stuff is you go to the Kimball Art Museum, or or you kind of look on on Instagram or any kind of social media or the internet, and really look at how the masters did it and how the light hit people. It, it, it is kind of mimicking that. I can't name you different artists at all, and a lot of really talented photographers can because they're just artists in and of themselves, but. I know it's pleasing to my eye, and that's pretty much what I search for. You know, soft, well-lit figures, deliberately lit, using different colors. I don't like to smash anybody with light or anything like that. So um, whether I know different artists or not, I do try to mimic that. If I see it, I'll try to photograph like I would think somebody would paint it. Um, it's just pleasing to me, and that's why I do it. So... Uploading these images to social media, what's the ratio of images that were actually shot with film versus digital? It's probably a 60-40 split, 60 film, 40 yeah. digital. Um, like in 2018, I'm really trying to make a push that I'm just going to shoot my film cameras. Again, I don't get a lot of opportunities to shoot all the time, so when I do, I'll shoot film. And I, I'll really try to get it uploaded and, and, and out to everybody. I don't have to have a million images. If I have a few good ones, then it's awesome. And another thing that I really try to do with film is um, really make film look like a digital picture or a very clean picture. Uh, I know a lot of people are using film today. They like the grit, the grain, 
and the dust spots on it, but I really want to shoot film clean so that it looks as if it's a good, clean image from a digital camera because I think it still has those qualities, the dynamic range, the sharpness, all that was there back in the 80s, 90s, early 2000s. I still like the fact that we can do that today with film. Yeah, I mean, I guess we it's unavoidable that we're going to go down to a commercial for Fort Worth camera. And just the film industry in general, I do mean shooting film industry, we just picked up a C41 machine here at Fort Worth camera. We're going to start developing color film again. Our film sales have gone up dramatically over the last couple of years. And for whatever reason, just because it's you know the nostalgia, the process, the fact that it takes time, the anticipation that you have when you're waiting for your film. So another question that comes to mind right now is what's your turnaround time from shoot to post on social media? When I'm shooting film, it's about a week. Okay. Um, you know, you mail your film off and, and you don't know what you have. And you get it back, and then you can get back a whole roll of blanks uh, if you didn't load your film right. It's part of it. You can get back some pretty amazing stuff. And, and film scans differently, too. I have a scanner at home, so once it's processed, I scan it. And it may scan pretty flat and low contrast. But, again, working with the film, putting it into Photoshop, working with some of the color contrast and actual just lighting contrast, you can really see that you can develop quite a nice image from it. Again, it's part of the process. I'm not in a hurry to get these images. I just enjoy working with them. And then once I've worked with it, I've posted it, done what I'm going to do, I really don't ever go back to these images or hang on to them or anything. I think, again, for me, it, it's the process of working with the people, working with the equipment, getting the film, seeing what I actually got, getting it out there, and then I move on. I don't try to replicate an image I ever made before or anything. It's just see what that day gives me well that's why i like talking to you because you, you and i are a little bit alike we have so-called day gigs and right now photography just happens to be something you do for fun whereas most people we've had on this our little podcast have been straight up professionals and that's all they do i i wish i had more time to shoot pictures and for you it sounds like you know this is like your even though we were enthusiasts is the word of the day, your hobby is coming home and working on this. Yeah, it's kind of your escape, really. You know, you can read about it, you can learn about it, you can process your images. It's just a good way to kind of unwind from some of my you know, other daily tasks that I have. And it's also a good way for me to connect with my wife, uh, Andrea. She's a very talented photographer, a lot like our other Fort Worth camera ambassadors. She has kind of a knack for working with people and really getting the best out of people, getting the, the most cheer out of people, and then making people look as fashionable as possible. You know, there's some serious strengths that these people have. I don't necessarily have all those strengths, but again, if you share the same type of enthusiasm as your partner, and it's something you can come together on, you know, a family that, that plays together stays together, and I think there's some truth with that, and, and I'm glad that her and I both share that. You can also buy a lot more expensive gear. Yes. When your wife shares that type of hobby and not get the uh, the chewing that you may normally get if you're a hunter or a boater or something else. Golfer, yeah. So we should have actually scheduled this um, i i i podcast podcast back to back because this is essentially part two. So part one was with Andrea, 
and uh, Andrew is up in the, the balcony right now of our fabulous studio. And um, we talked about you. Now, you get to talk about her because what, how we worked that was she re- admitted that she was more of the styling, the vision, and you definitely have a whole lot of technical knowledge as well as you know vision and style too. But how does it play, how well do you play off of each other as a team? The teamwork aspect really comes down to this, and, and I think Andy will agree, and she's sitting here, so I'll get hit if she doesn't. You'll probably hear it on that. <laughs> but uh, Andy, Andy is a, just a fantastic people person, a fantastic communicator. Agreed. Um, and, and she has a good eye for style. It's not always the cheapest thing, but she has a good eye for style, and, and she can bring that out in every individual that comes into her studio. I'd like to pride myself as, as being a rather technical person. I understand the gear. I understand the lighting. I understand how to put the light um, and how to meter and ratio and troubleshoot. So when you start getting a combination of that, you get a technical aspect and, and you get that very artistic and, and personal aspect of it. I believe you can get some pretty strong results from that. And, and we've seen that in the past. You can compete when you start doing things like that, and you have to be mature enough when working with somebody like Andrea to say, okay, this is time for me to back off and, and let her her style really shine through. But um, if I had to be one or the other, I'd rather be the person that connected and, and could style. I could make better photographs than being truly a technical person. Ah, interesting. Um, and, and, and then other Fort Worth, you know, um, camera ambassadors, I have never seen a person as talented, technically talented, technically sound and enthusiastic as Kedron Franklin. I believe Whoa. you can, you can find names. any, uh, you can, you, you can find any equipment, any lens, anything. He could troubleshoot it, recognize it. He's used it. So if you find the equipment that Kedron's using, get it. Don't ask any <laughs> questions. He's vetted it and he understands why. If we look at Brandon Cunningham, another one of your uh, camera ambassadors, he's a humanitarian. You know, it takes about 10 minutes to sit with Brandon and realize real quick, man, this guy is is relaxing. He can calm a room. And and when I saw his images that came out of India, um, he did a little expose on that. I couldn't get those images because he is so calm and, and unobtrusive about his nature that he can really draw something out that that the majority of us couldn't. He, he's very surgical about that and, and just a great person too. So, you know, all of our ambassadors, not including myself, are, are just excellent people in their own way and they bring such strengths to this this photographic community. It's, it's quite impressive. I'm just a guy with a bunch of cameras that shoots film. Um, and I have a wife that's really good at fashion. Okay, well, you appreciate the finer things in life. Do you not? Oh, absolutely. I think that's fair to say. You dress well. You have fantastic toys to play with. Cameras. We won't talk too much about my toys. Oh, boy. Well, I guess what I wanted to ask was, how do you translate all that vision, all that enthusiasm, things that you're into, to people when they participate in a workshop, not unlike the ones you've done three years in a row, by the way, at the Fort Worth Photo Fest? I mean, how... How on earth are you going to basically turn what's going on in your head, looking through a view camera, to someone who's shooting with a Canon Rebel? You just have to think about 
hey, I was there once too. I didn't know anything about lighting ratios or where my camera is, but if I could explain this to my mother, if I could explain it to a professional and everybody can understand it, that's all you have to do. None of this stuff is rocket science. Well, okay, maybe I should rephrase my question because what I was really wondering is the actual vision of a setup of a scene because I'm looking through your Instagram page and these images are, are different. They're unique. Um, and honestly, right now I'm looking at pictures from last year's photo fest where you use the, the store, our store on Montgomery street as a backdrop and they're all totally unique and it could have been done anywhere. The textures you involved, the lines, how are you going to tell someone, okay, look for, I mean, is it, is it that simple? Look for this. I think what you're really referring to is a lot of using the environment that you're shooting in. People, things live in an environment and blend them with that environment. Let them play with that environment. And um, ultimately, just look for something that's pleasing to your eye as it travels across the page. I don't think anybody picks that stuff up naturally. Well, some do. Artists do. But a lot of it's reading books, looking at images, listening to you know seasoned photographers um, about their composition. And, and Andy and I have been fortunate enough to take some workshops that have kind of helped us with composition and, and why and when we would include certain elements that would give that type of look to those images there. So winding down our conversation, I guess we've discovered the theme, and it definitely is having, you know, shooting with film. What kind of discipline is that giving you when you pick up a digital camera again? It gives you a little bit of freedom when you pick up a digital camera. Sure. It, it, it films cheap when you're shooting digital. <laughs> um, and, and, and again, if you're going to get into film, don't worry about how much it costs or, or how, much, how much it is per shot or whatever. It's really to do it for enjoyment. You're not going to shoot yourself out 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 of a living or, or, or shoot yourself to bankruptcy. I don't believe, but, um, it, it really makes you want to get nail your exposures and have a usable product. I mean, at the end of the day, you don't want to spend all night editing cause you shot bad. If you understand your exposures, what your dynamic range is, what's getting blown out, how to prevent that, or what's blocking out, how to prevent that. You're ultimately going to come out with more hit rate higher percentage of hit rate, more things to work to find with. hit rate, just successive images. Within yeah, a- it's your successive images. And, and then ultimately you'll have more usable products to get to edit and post and share with folks. I think it's safe to say that we shall remind ourselves that it's supposed to be fun. It's always supposed to be fun. That's all we're doing this stuff for yeah. is fun. That's what Fort Worth camera is about. And the photo fest and all that is really, you know, being enthusiastic about it and having fun with it. If it is your profession, love what you do. If it's your hobby, don't worry about throwing your camera. There's other things that are worse to do than go take pictures. Eric Esses, I got a question for you. Are you ready? Does Fort Worth ever cross your mind? Only when I'm passing through to Amarillo by morning. That's good. That's good. You can find Eric Estes's images on Instagram at e estes that's e e s t e s 005 i really really recommend you do that um whatever skill set of photographer you you are or would like to be because they really are a, a clinic in um composition lighting posing fashion and just overall good photography so thank you appreciate all the the kind words and having me thanks
This podcast has been a presentation of Fort Worth Camera with locations in Fort Worth, Texas and Grapevine, Texas. The engineer is Greg Woods. I'm your host, Mackenzie Hughes. Please visit us at fortworthcamera.com or fortworthphotofest.com. And be sure to check us out on Facebook and Instagram.